0: This is Planet Money from NPR.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Mary Childs from Planet Money. Today on the show, we're running an episode from our sibling podcast, The Indicator. They do this regular feature called Overrated Underrated. We love our friends at The Indicator, and we hope you do, too.
2: Hey everyone, this is the indicator from Planet Money. I'm Cardiff Garcia. Today on the show, we are going to play a game of overrated versus underrated with George Mason economist Tyler Cowan, a frequent guest on the show. For those of you who haven't heard these episodes before, overrated versus underrated is when we start listing things and then ask our guest to tell us if those things are overrated underrated or correctly rated by society most of the things we list are about economics but sometimes we bring in other stuff as well and tyler cowen actually invented this game and we kind of stole it from him with permission and since it had been so long since we played it with him we thought we'd invite him onto the show to do it one more time that is coming up right after the break
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from E-Trade. Investing your money shouldn't require moving mountains, no matter how much or how little experience you have. E-Trade makes investing simpler. And for a limited time, get $100 when you open a new account with just $5,000. It's all about helping your money work hard for you. For more information, visit etrade.com slash learn more. e E-Trade Securities, LLC. Member SIPC.
1: Darian, I just want to say I think you're doing a really good job on the Planet Money newsletter promos. Hey, thanks, Greg. But I think we need to go bigger, okay?
2: okay. I'm thinking like a movie trailer, uh-huh. talking explosions, like a womp at the end. Yeah, like
1: in a world. And it all leads to the crescendo, npr.org slash Planet Money newsletter. We're onto it. All right.
2: Tyler Cowan, welcome back to the show, man. Hello, Cardiff. You ready to play a game of overrated, underrated?
1: I am ready for the game.
2: Okay, excellent. Here we go. Let me start with this. Do you think that narratives play a big role in determining economic behaviors? In other words, the stories that we tell each other and that we tell ourselves, and which is the subject of a new book by economist Robert Schiller, who we had on the show last week, narratives overrated or underrated?
1: I would say underrated, so culture matters a great deal. If you're born in the United States, there's a natural inclination to think that you can be the best in the world at something if you're going to have ambition. We even call it the World Series in baseball, but of course it's not the World Series, but that is how we as Americans talk and think. So we develop more world-dominant, world-beating firms than a lot of, say, smaller countries would, and that is because of our narratives and our cultural frameworks.
2: Do you think those narratives also drive a lot of the business cycle?
1: I think uh, some business cycles are determined by bad monetary policy. Some are determined by oil prices occasionally being too high. And there's a, then there's a bunch we can't explain at all. And maybe those latter ones are about subjective narratives, but I'd say we still don't know.
2: Okay. Uh, next up, majoring in, let's say, literature or another one of the humanities, overrated or underrated as a sort of determinant of how successful you're going to be in your professional life after college.
1: Well, I think it's a bit overrated and underrated at the same time. So I see undergraduates choosing those majors and then not doing any work and getting out of college and they end up working (laughs) as bartenders or Uber drivers. That's the overrated side of it. On the other hand, if you actually learn the humanities and figure out how to synthesize concepts and how to speak well and how to write well and how to be a good editor and good reader, uh, then you're in a quite strong position to have a leadership role in business someday. And then it's underrated. So it depends.
2: Yeah. So it depends on the person then. Uh, The usual story here is one of tension between learning how to actually do something. In other words, majoring in something that is immediately practical, like engineering or science, uh, versus the humanities, which are thought to be subjects that teach you how to think and therefore might be longer lasting than learning the thing that's immediately uh, practical. What do you think about that story in general?
1: You know, Peter Thiel was a philosophy major, and he claims that helped him see the value that Facebook would create, and he invested early in it as a venture capitalist, and of course earned a great deal from that investment. So it depends on what you do with it, Uh, but using the humanities fruitfully, I think, is still underrated at the margin.
2: Okay. uh, Overrated or underrated, artificial intelligence as something that will transform the economy radically in the future.
1: Artificial intelligence isn't a single thing. It's just a, a term that people or journalists make up. You know, it's a series of very different capabilities. So Google is artificial intelligence. Yes, that's changed, changed our lives a lot. But the notion that robots will take over all jobs or that driverless cars will be ready soon, those are overrated. But I would say the claim is mostly ill-defined.
2: Okay. Tyler, uh, can you tell us who you think is the most underrated economist of all time?
1: The most underrated economist of all time probably is Adam Smith. Really? He's very highly rated, but people do not grasp the full subtleties of his work, how well it holds up, how deep the history it is, how good a philosopher he was, how interdisciplinary a thinker he was. And on most major issues in economics, he was correct for 1776. That is pretty awesome. Adam Smith.
2: Yeah. And I mean, do you think, Part of the reason he might be underrated now is that so much of his work has already kind of entered into the way that people think about economics, the way we all uh, accept some things and reject other things in economics. Uh, But when he did it, it was truly innovative.
1: But I think also there are innovations in Smith that people still haven't picked up. So Wealth of Nations is a very long book. Hardly anyone reads it. And I think that's why it's still underrated. People think they know it, and really they don't.
2: What about the most overrated economist? And you're welcome to limit yourself to dead economists if you don't want to uh, insult one of your colleagues right now. Well,
1: you know, as a diehard economist, I'm not sure there are many economists who are overrated, but I suppose I would have to say Karl Marx who influenced nations such as the Soviet Union, Eastern Europe, Communist China, and most of what he said was wrong. So capitalism does not have to destroy itself. Uh, The the Paradise of the workers, proletariat, is not gonna rule a society very well. So Marx was an economist. His reputation is quite uh, in tatters, but I'd say he's still overrated, and it seems like some of it's making a comeback.
2: The NBA, the National Basketball Association,
1: The NBA is still quite underrated. To me, it's the most fun sport. Analytics apply to it very well. You can follow it on the internet. You can watch only parts of games with five players on a team on a court at the same time. You can actually see and understand who is doing what. It's also a game about different styles across nations. It's a game about searching for talent. It's a game about how people learn to cooperate together. It's a game about discovering new strategies, such as more three-point shots or changing how you play a zone defense. It's about innovation. It's about now relations between the United States and China. It's a microcosm onto race relations in the United States. So there's so much going on in NBA basketball. To me, it is by far the most interesting major sport.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Capital One Saver Card. Earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment, 2% at grocery stores, and 1% on all other purchases. Now when you go out, you cash in. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. The plastic bag, the rent control, the magic number behind Revolution, the Planet Money Newsletter. Hospitals and regional inequality. Big scooter. Opium and taxation of wealth. Aladdin. A newsletter from NPR. NPR.org planetmoneynewsletter Planet Money Newsletter. The best newsletter around now.
2: Overrated or underrated, dual class voting shares, uh, which allow founders to keep a lot of control over a company, even after those companies go public and have a lot of other shareholders that don't have as much power.
1: Underrated founders have a unique vision. They're the most talented person on the scene. They're the ones adding the key elements of value, and if, as part of that deal, they control their co- corporation for a longer period of time, that will keep the corporation with a longer time horizon. There'll be more investment, more innovation. Definitely underrated.
2: Do you worry about accountability issues that um, other shareholders won't be able to, you know, sort of, I don't know, be act as a check on a founder's worst ideas? All companies are accountable
1: to the law. Most of all, they're accountable to their customers. Uh, But for better or worse, other shareholders are not, in general, necessarily so much of a check. But also, we have media today, Twitter. If a major tech company, say, does something wrong, people complain about it very quickly. There's a lot of accountability in the system.
2: Life extension for the economy, like life extension science, the quest for getting people to live a lot longer, Um, what kind of economic effects could that potentially have, overrated or underrated?
1: Life extension worries me. Morally, it's the correct thing to do to help people live for more years, but I worry we'll become too bureaucratized, and the old saying, science precedes one funeral at a time, there's something to that, that people will get ensconced in institutions, they'll have tenure, or otherwise have a lot of influence, and the natural process of aging, retirement, and eventually death, I'm sorry to say, is part of that. So I worry about a world if we're all living to 130 years old. I could imagine ways it works out quite well, but I also could imagine a scenario where we're simply taking funds we would otherwise invest and simply using them to support the privileges of the elderly. Um, Here's one. Neighbors. It depends where you live. (laughs) But overall, I think neighbors are underrated. They're there most of the time, someone. They can help you. There's status quo bias. There's inertia. You're a little afraid to go over and say hi to your neighbor because maybe they don't care about you and they'll reject you. So people stay in their shells. And I think at the margin, we would all be a bit better off being friendlier to our neighbors.
2: Do you think that the uh, increasing digitization of life, the move towards the interior has led us to underrate? our neighbors who are physically very close to us every day. And I mean that in in a very literal sense, they are right next to us. Um, But now it's so easy to find like-minded communities in the non-physical world.
1: I agree, but I was underrating my neighbors long before the internet came (laughs) along. Here's what worries me about neighbors. More than ever before, we're likely to live next to people who are like us, especially politically. So it used to be your neighbor was a bit of a random draw. Oh, I'll see what the rest of the world is really like. But now it's much more likely they have your level of education, income, your same politics, and it's less interesting. So neighbors have declined, I would say, in terms of interest and quality. At some point, they won't even be underrated anymore.
2: Last question for this edition of Overrated, Underrated. Um, Milton Friedman.
1: Milton Friedman is another figure who is either overrated or underrated, but he's mostly underrated today. He's been in part forgotten. The idea that you can stabilize a macroeconomy by managing the money supply, it's not always true the way he thought, but in most cases, it's true. Uh, Sometimes Milton Friedman gave answers that were too simple. And uh, at times, he was an advocate rather than a scientist. But he was one of the smartest and most important economists. I knew him,
2: respected him greatly. Little by little over the years, I think you've sprinkled into some of your commentary the idea that Milton Friedman himself underrated the importance of psychology or of emotions and that um, there was occasionally... A lack of complexity in some of his ideas that by the way is an idea in your your new book where you say that his thinking on um, whether or not companies should always pursue profits at the exclusion of everything else because everything else was the domain of charity and and of government or of other parts of life um, that these ideas reflected occasionally in Milton Friedman um, a lack of appreciation for other modes of life besides just the economy
1: I think Milton was wrong in his view that corporations had the responsibility to seek only profit, and it can even be immoral. But even in practical terms, the most successful companies are driven by visions of something other than profit. People will not give their very best for money alone. They have to believe in what they're doing. It has to be sincere at the CEO level, down throughout the company. And I don't think he ever quite understood that. He applied it to how he built up the economics department at the University of Chicago, They didn't just maximize profit, they had a vision for being important. And that's why they were so influential. And the same is true for companies.
2: that's it everybody thanks to the planet money crew for letting the indicator hang out in their feed the original indicator episodes that you just heard were produced by lena sansgiri willa rubin and darius rafian they were edited by patty hirsch planet Money's supervising producer is alex goldmark brian Erstadt edits planet money i'm cardiff garcia and this is npr thanks for listening
1: I'm Tyler Cowan and I approve of this use of underrated versus overrated.